everyone, and welcome to the final episode of the decade of Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I am your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. How did we get here? <laughs> um, well, slowly. I don't think... I don't think anyone realized that the d- people started talking about like the decade wrapping up I like 2 days ago. I don't think anyone knew it was coming. It's, what makes you say that? Because I've been drowning in best of the decade list for <laughs> years it feels. At least this entire year. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I didn't start thinking about the f- like the implications of the decade for I, I don't know until last week maybe I, I, I just don't remember anybody talking about it well I think it's kind of funny because it just feels like 2009 was like two years ago right so I really am not thinking in terms of the decade because it, it was just like oh that was so long ago because I like I said I've been looking up all these best of lists and yeah. I wanted to do a little something with you okay because I've been seeing all these best of the decade lists and I was trying to think about what our best of could be like what okay. if we were to make a best of list what our subject was would be but it seems oh. to me that there seems to be a best of list for everything yes and so I wanted to look at all the the lists and find the best of the best of the decade the, the list. best I want to find the best list. You want to find the best decade list. The best the, decade of list the of the decade. decade. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I feel like a lot of BuzzFeeders have, have made a lot of lists over the years. So I just started Googling, like, what would be, what would you make a best of? And I'm guessing, like, top Google search results, like, that's sort of already doing the heavy lifting for us. Oh, yeah. Because the best list is going to have the most people clicking on it, right? So then the... If I look it up on Google, then that's going to be the best of that list. But I do want to go over some of these because they're interesting to me, and I want to know what you think of them. I'm going to try to look them up as you go so I can be clued in. Okay, so this is from Kitchen. I liked this list. Okay. From Kitchen, (laughs) K-I-T-C-H-N. So Kitchen with an E. Uh, Oh, (laughs) I thought you just spelled the word kitchen. I was like, Emily, I know how to spell kitchen. No, <laughs> top 10 food trends of the decade. So not like best restaurants of the decade, but food trends, right? Right. So the Instant Pot was really big. Oh, yeah, huge. Um, We ditched low fat for low carb. That's true. Yeah. The keto, paleo, blah, blah, blah. And then Instagram food, right? Like, do you remember Rainbow Bagels? Oh, of course. The Rainbow Bagel was oh, huge. Oh, Rainbow Bagel got huge. The uh, artichoke pizza got big that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Instagram was the rise of a lot of restaurateurs' careers. Absolutely. So, apparently Instagram became a thing in October 2010. Whoa. Yeah. They, they so came right Insta- out the gate. Exactly. They're like, this is how we're going to start this fucking decade. And with the dawn of Instagram came Instagram food trends yeah so like tasty videos which i talk oh a good deal about all right cheese pulls right like cheese pulls cheese pull. yeah. yeah you gotta have the perfect pull for for your instagram story yeah it's it's stuff- gotta it's gotta have the perfect boomerang in cheese pull absolutely and then <laughs> stuff dusted in uh flaming hot cheeto crumbles yep oh my god yep oh here's another food trend apparently chickpeas i don't get how chickpeas can be a food food trend but i thought <laughs> you're just asking how they could be a food i mean i like chickpeas i do but i don't really understand that it's like a trend yeah seltzer seltzer definitely yeah we talked about we talked about Lacroix and white claw a lot this decade yeah it's it's all about that seltzer because we're all i think in the end <laughs> in terms of hmm in terms of overall talking I feel like LaCroix probably won out, but in terms of virality, White Claw took it. Yeah. 
virality. Vi- vi- virality. I don't want it to be confused with like virility. Vir- oh, oh, White Claw's it got some vi- virility to it. I mean, it, it makes me feel. White, White Claw virile. is prolific. Mm. Yeah, it's talking about plant based and then avocado toast. It's like. All right, I'm bored of this list. Next list. I like this list. I think it's a good one. Okay, it's a, this is it's a good it's a it's an interesting list. It's more interesting than like top movies or top I don't know, top video games. I've been looking at a lot of video well, games. Well, I was lists. looking at video games cuz I know you would have something to say about that, but unfortunately I have nothing to say on that on that front <laughs> unless it's Stardew Valley. I did Stardew Valley should that's that's the th- that's the thing. I would say Stardew Valley should be in the running, but I don't. I haven't really seen it. I also feel like, I don't know, I, I, not a lot of indie games got a lot of love. I feel like in a lot of lists for for top video games, most people were talking about, um, th- just Dark Souls as like okay. the, the whole Dark Souls series. And so and Dark Souls came in at number eight on this list by Polygon. Okay. Number 10 was uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, everyone was into it. Yeah. And, and I mean, most people put Minecraft at the top. Which League of Legends. Oh, number five, Pokemon Go. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a Absolutely video game. Massive. It was a video game that literally every single person on Earth was playing for 28 hours. It was a revolution. 28 number hours is not a three. number that anyone says, but anyway. Number three was something called Spelunky. Yes. Yeah. I've never played it, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Apparently, it's an extremely good game. Number two, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Absolutely deserving. I pumped like 200 hours into that game. It's incredibly good. And then number one, Minecraft. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, of the top ten, I've played a few of these, which is pretty... Right. That's like a big deal, right? That's like if that's I the thing, it, and like you, you have to video game person. You have to temper these these lists with with a, the mindset you're going into making them, mm-hmm. and it's like, are we are we talking about overall like cultural effectiveness? Yeah, because and I think that's what Polygon went with because there were a bunch of other other lists that came out pretty different because it was just in regards to how it changed. Some of them were in in regards to how it changed the video game industry, and others were just like purely based on artistry or whatever. And yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways to to do that in any genre, and that's just the one that I'm most clued into because I don't really read books, and I don't consider myself a a big movie buff. So yeah, no. And then I'm looking at this best of list. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on into one of my loves is television. Okay. So best of TV. They don't really have a list. They, they want me to do some reading here. This is the Washington Post. Okay. Um, Transparent, Downton Abbey, The Crown. Let's see. The Leftovers, which I keep trying to push onto my friends and <laughs> no one will watch it because I'm, I'm so aggressively... In favor of the leftovers that no one believes it could possibly be good. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of NBC, so Parks and Rec, 30 Rock Community, and The Office. Um, and now joined by the good place in Brooklyn nine nine. But it's a little too um like soon for those. Mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale, Game of Thrones, Broad yeah. City, very good. Fleabag is supposed to be amazing. Atlanta, Master of None, these kind of things. Louie, right? Right. So there's like some that are like, ooh, maybe not so much. Walking Dead, Homeland, The Americans, Breaking Bad, of course. Breaking Bad's I think, huge. I think Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad was like the very first one listed. In Breaking terms Bad of like, might be, in terms of, because I, I feel like when it comes to TV in a decade, you can't. It's very difficult to try and say this is the best TV show period of the decade. That's uh-huh. a very bold claim to make. So I feel like you there's have to. There's so much of it. You have and to genre not a single... it for exactly. sure. Well, there's not a single person who's seen every single show. Right. So if, if I were to try and make that list, Breaking Bad would definitely be very close to the top because it was one of those shows that went on for longer than it was supposed to. But it ended up still being like it never really lost momentum in terms of just putting out really good, well-written, well-acted episodes and had an extremely satisfying ending. Like, yeah, that's that's a that is a rare beast that does not happen. 
That's like true. big examples like um how i met your mother it's a huge example of that where it's like it was that same thing down. where it went on way longer than it was supposed to but everyone was still happy with it up until like the very last episode where they completely made everyone infuriated <laughs> i don't know i was not on board through that whole ride yeah no there. no i, I, th- so I think i overstated it. it a little bit it but just you, got you know what so- i mean it started sexist and then didn't grow up with the times. Yeah. Like, it was on for, like, many years, and it started in a sexist place that used to be funny mm-hmm. when it first came out. And then as it matured and got older, it didn't it didn't get any less sexist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this sucks. Like, same with fucking uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh god. Right? Like I, Big Bang Theory's still on. Such a stupid goddamn show. And it's show. still not funny. Like yeah. it is the least funny show I've ever heard and it's beloved. It made it onto this list. I just didn't want to say anything cuz I was like I don't agree that Big Bang Theory's actually a good show. Stop giving what's his name acting awards for the same fucking character that He's no one cares about. He's doing the same thing for years and years. Uh, but so yeah, I mean like whatever. God. He could be a very good actor, but how would we know? Right. Because like, I can't watch his show yeah. because it's a terrible show. So this he might be acting his stupid face off. <laughs> but I wouldn't be able to tell because I can't stomach listen, like watching that nonsense. All right, the other Emily, one is Veep best, that I have to watch. Yeah, Veep, Veep is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Best TV show of the decade. Don't think about it. I mean, I just really want to say The Leftovers. There you go. You I loved it. The Leftovers. You heard it here, folks. It's a congratulations great fucking show. to to the makers of the leftovers. You you made the best TV show. You you did it. I'm just gonna say it to spite my friends who I know are just gonna be so <laughs> mad listening to this because they're never gonna watch it because of me. Yep. Oh, it's so good though. Uh, I'm gonna say the the good place probably. Oh, the good place is great. I feel I feel like I would say Veep. If I have not seen all of it, but I, it definitely deserves either. to be in the conversation it's, with, with how much it. I have seen. Yeah. All um, right. What else you got? Video game consoles. They're video game consoles? The it's the Switch. It's just the Switch, right? You can't. There's no competition. The only other competition, Xbox like one? the you, you, Nintendo is the only one that seems to be. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's actually the 3DS. Like, it seems like Nintendo DS is, like, the video game thing. Yeah, I don't don't care about the 3DS. Is that just based on, like, how prolific it was and, like, how how much longevity it had? Because I don't really care about that. Well, isn't that what you're looking for in a video game console? I, I guess, but at the same time, the Switch has has more versatility and it's... I, it's not just better because it's newer. It's it's yeah. just it's just. Well, this is Forbes console. magazine, so I'm fuck them. Sure what do they know? <laughs> well, I'm sure they're just looking through a lens of numbers. exactly that numbers. Yeah. So yeah. they're saying by the numbers, it's the Switch and the DS. So Nintendo just fucking crushed it. Yeah, you know? I think it could have been the Wii U. That could have been a, a contender, and it Wii probably is a contender yeah. in a lot of lists, but. Uh, Nintendo shat the bed on marketing it, so nobody bought it. And I'm gonna, ah. I'm gonna use that as an excuse, even though that's n- that's not a way to measure how good a console is. But I'm just gonna say that in order to take it out of the running, so the Switch can win. All right, and then I've got the last thing I have is a list of albums Ooh, of the okay. decade, and that's Variety. But I don't really have a lot for this one because I haven't listened to these albums at yeah. all. Like. At all, like Charlie XCX, her uh-huh. album Charlie. Sure. Uh, her, her self-titled album. Uh, Lana Del Rey, Born to Die, the Paradise Edition. Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, uh, the Weekend. The the Weekend. The Weekend. The Weekend. Uh, Kanye made the list with his 2010 album My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes, that's that's so, the one that I've seen repeatedly. Well, that's yeah. the thing, right? Because he just keeps getting kookier and kookier and I feel like the thing about Kanye is like is he earning it at this point? Yeah. You know, like because I don't think he is. Like everyone's well, saying yes, it's it's very good. It's tough. Right? It's tough. It's very good, but is it 
worth the amount of bullshit he's putting into the universe. <laughs> like, your bullshit to actual good stuff that people can listen to, like, those scales are, like, evening out in my mind. Like, are you worth listening to? Absolutely. But for the yeah. rest of the time when we have to hear about you, it's just, like, it just doesn't seem to be worth it so much anymore. Um, yeah, I, feel like I think I think Steve much Swizzle to much to the chagrin of a lot of people, including other major artists who made a killing in this decade. The real the true dyad in the force of music in the 2010s is Kanye West and Taylor Swift. They they are yes. the true the true dyad in the force. And I think we all know it in our hearts as much as we want to deny it. But that's that's the world we're in. Well, we have a Leonard Cohen album in here. Interesting. We have, they like really, Variety really mixed it up. So that's a very good list, actually. Elvis Costello and the Imposters. Mm-hmm. St. Vincent, their uh, self-titled album. Uh, they're s- supposed to be incredibly good. So, yeah, we, and of course, we have Beyonce's Lemonade in 2016. Yep. Okay. And that's like, everyone's like, ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. It's amazing. I'm going to. But the thing about music, too, is the same thing as, as TV. Taylor Swift's 1989 made the list. Off this was. list, I'm also looking at it. What's your, what's, what, what wins? I haven't listened to any of them. Well, I'd have all to right. Say lemonade, then it's, it's crapshoot. It's the only one I've listened to is Lemonade. So. And, and are you going to give it to Beyonce for that? I, I gotta give it up today. Why not? All right. Who cares? We'll do we'll do Emily's popular opinion today instead of Emily's <laughs> unpopular opinion. Uh, for me, it's going to Casey Musgraves. I don't know who that is, but I've heard oh, about that. Oh, dude. All right, do you have a, a thing for her? I mean, she's incredible. She's incredibly talented. Okay. She's got a, a beautiful voice, and she's a really, really incredible lyricist. Well, I'm also into some Billie Eilish, so. Cool. But honestly, I'm like a very like I listen to a lot of folk and shit, so I'm not really sure. So maybe I gotta go Leonard Cohen, you know? Yeah. And just be like, cause I don't listen to this. I I turned on. So I started my workout for the new year early. Okay. It's the 28th of December, and I just feel like a fat sack of crap. So <laughs> I just started working out. I figured like get ahead of the other fatties, like get a jump <laughs> on them, you know. Yeah. And so I started working out, and in order to like get some pump up musics for me, music for me and Taylor to work out to today, I was looking through, and I was like, I just don't my my best of of 2019 and also 2018 for Spotify. My rewind. Yeah. Is like. Simon and Garfunkel Radio. Like, <laughs> my music taste has not evolved at all, I feel like, over the past at least two years, where I just want to <laughs> listen to Paul Simon all the time. And I don't know. Like, bitch, are you okay? Like, I feel like that's my Spotify playlist right now is just like, girl, are you all right? There because is there's a whole no lot of shame. It's and like listening Paul, to some Paul Simon. It's Paul Simon and like Mitski and Soccer Mommy, and that's like it. It's like indie sad girl music and Simon and Garfunkel and Paul Simon. Yes, and that's about it. Simon and, and Garfunkel did some incredible things, including winning five Grammys for one single song, which still baffles me every every time. How do you I win five Grammys it. for a single song? I I don't know. Which song was it? Bridge over troubled water. What? But how do you win five Grammys for one song? I, d- I don't know. He, what someone were the will Grammys? Have, someone will have to look it up. But Let that is the number that I remember rich. reading. It's very good. It's extremely good. Is that also the name of the album, perhaps? Um, it might be like best single, best. I don't know. I don't know what Grammy. I never watched the Grammys. Have you watched uh, the Grammys? It is, actually. Ever? Yeah. Bridge, yeah. It's, it's a song featured on their fifth studio album, Bridge Over Troubled Water. I'm mm. now reading. Okay. But well yeah, it, it, Simon won, and Garfunkel it won five Grammys and also tore the band apart. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's really interesting to read about because apparently, I forget which one is which, but one of them wrote it for the other one to sing. And then once it gained so much popularity and gained them so much notoriety for this one song, they, there was a jealousy thing because they wrote it, but it was the other one's song. It, it was a whole thing, and it drove I a I think wedge. it was – well, doesn't Paul Simon sing it? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think he does. Simon, lay me down. Like a... 
anyway. Yeah, I think it is Paul Simon who sings it, so Garfunkel must have written it. I guess so. And then Paul Simon goes uh, goes back to well, goes solo, and then Garfunkel goes back to teaching math at Harvard or whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad fallback. No, I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> he was a fucking math professor. All right, what's what the hell are we teaching people how to do here? How to have a good decade. How to have a how to guarantee that you're gonna have a good decade. How to know you're gonna have a fucking good decade. How to how to how to have a good decade. That's very I, t- hard. Well, I just want our listeners to have a good decade. And I really want to have a good decade too. I feel you know, you. like it's not even about decade goals because I think it's just unreasonable to have a goal for the decade i don't yeah. know do you have a goal for the whole decade john it's hard to besides to, just to have a better decade than this decade yeah i mean like <laughs> continue right? continue making strides in in a career path one of the many that i have going Ugh. and start a family eventually <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be like this decade. It's That's a crazy. long decade. Yeah. But here's yeah. the thing. When you think about the, the, the decade that has passed, I've had a very good decade, but it started with me entering high school. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, like, a big change time, right? right. Like, the decade started with you enter- entering high school and ended with you already being out of college and in a career. Like, that's nuts to yeah. think about, you know? Like, I started this decade in my junior year of high school, so I guess I've also done... I've had a fucking crazy decade. <laughs> You've lived in a lot of countries. Yeah, I've lived on a lot of different continents in this decade, so I guess I could be proud of myself for that. So maybe... I don't know. All I want, um, my my goals are really financial right now. <laughs> like, so I feel like it's boring to talk about on our stupid podcast. Like literally, just don't want to be in debt. Like, yeah. can I can I go out of the 2020s not in debt? Right, and that would be incredible. Yeah, but I don't think that's possible. How do unless I, I just rent forever? I could rent forever. You could, sure. and there's there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. A lot uh, of people do it. Yeah, well, we're forced to. So. How this? Okay, so how to have a good a good decade? What What do you think made your decade good? I don't know how you feel generally about the decade that you had. I don't, I feel so neutral to it. I feel like I'm just living in the now. You okay, know, that's good stuff. I that made my decade good was just like the people I met this decade you know I'm like I met so many of my closest friends this decade yeah and that's so wonderful you know I obviously kept many friends that I'd had this decade or got closer to some friends I had this decade right like I began this decade like I guess like to be sappy I sort of befriended Taylor exactly 10 years ago right like maybe junior year of high school is when we started getting close and like now I also befriended Taylor your junior yeah, year of high school. Exactly. So it's like kind of sweet to see that progression. Yeah, our I I'd, I'd say our our whole friend group I think we, you and I kind of joined the friend group that we still hang out with. Yeah, at the like very beginning exactly at the outset a year ago. of this yeah. decade. Oh, yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, so that's kind of sweet. So I guess just to have a good decade. It's just like, you know, do that Girl Scout song, like make new friends but keep the old. This is a sappy. You know, it's the end of a decade. And I want to be sappy. Absolutely. And I don't care. You, hey, no it's one can take that away mushy. from you. Yeah, we started this podcast this decade, right? So yep. to keep that going strong and hopefully get a little better at it. I, like, we, looking back, I know we have our ups and our downs, but. Oh my God. We had a lot of downs. We had a lot of downs. I was literally just and I listening feel like we're to just getting an episode. So much better. It was an episode that we released almost two years ago to date that ended with 12 minutes of me sitting in a car that is unacceptable <laughs> yeah not acceptable we never do that <laughs> if now. anyone was so listening at that point in time that is still listening you are a saint Thank yeah if you, you remember the car episode <laughs> jesus where we took downtime on the road and not in a fun way not in a cool way <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we some serious mistakes at downtime. We had some serious gaps, so I hope to never have gaps like that ever again. Would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're getting better at this whole podcasting thing. We we have to be, because if not, it's just a disaster. Let us continue to stave off disaster with a musical break. The last musical break of the decade. 
Thank you so much to all of our musical guests throughout the years. We appreciate each and every one of you. But this week is for quite possibly one of my favorite band names that we've had come through the show. Low Standards High Fives. That's so extremely good. Coming up, you are going to hear a song called Bite Me by Low Standards High Fives. And if you like Bite Me by Low Standards High Fives, you can find more of them on their Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash lowstandardshighfives. Or you can find them uh, and follow them at Twitter at LSHFBand. So go follow them. Go like their Facebook page. Go listen to them more, more of their music. But first, here is Bite Me by Low Standards High Fives. We're supposed to be helping the people. <laughs> yeah, we did this to help the people. Yes. You know, so how can we help the people have a good decade, right? I think I think one of the things that, uh, at least from the outside, looked like made your decade was traveling. Yeah, I think that and, is true. And mine too. I did, I did all, all the traveling I have ever done. I did not do any traveling before this decade started. And it is, it's really enriched at least my own view of my decade yeah and i didn't do nearly as much of it as you did yeah i think it's a personal sense of accomplishment that i that i definitely have traveled 
a great deal. And I would like to keep doing that, but hopefully in a financially uh, stable way this time. Right. But we shall see. I, I have a couple things planned. Now it's just like all the wonderful people I've met in my travels going to where, where they are now or having them visit me and just con- keeping those bonds up and being able to, to travel and go over the world Yeah, the way I did. But this time, you know, maintaining some of those relationships would be really cool. But yeah, if if you're not a traveler or something, maybe have that define your decade, you know, just like get out there a little bit more or like me and just like recover a little (laughs) bit from your crazy travels. But yeah, Yeah, I've got a good way to to start out your start out your decade strong. Register to vote. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like 20 the 2020s start real difficult for everybody yeah. in in america at least and i know in england also probably right. um it's it's gonna be a difficult year you know oh, i yeah. feel like we're, we're looking at a very hard year um hopefully it will improve after that yeah. but in terms of 2020 the year I'm very scared that it's just going to be a hard year to live through. Like we we have to go through a lot. Of, we have to slog as Americans through a lot of negativity this year. It's an election year. It's really difficult. So you got to, you know, be prepared for that and do everything you can do to take care of yourself during this time, but also, you know, be a be an active participant in our system, but also, you know, like take care. I I feel like everyone right. needs to like mentally it's going to be a difficult decade i mean there's a lot going on with climate change there will be a lot of natural disasters i feel like we're gonna have to mentally take care of ourselves and one another yeah and so like maybe being kinder maybe being a little bit more responsible in terms of environmentally responsible and then being more uh like emotionally i said be kinder but be kinder to yourself as well like you know drink lots of water and be nice to yourself be be kind to one another be be receptive and understanding of others even if it seems like you don't have to at at the outset which i know i i struggle with a lot and register to vote (laughs) yeah like do it do it right now i don't like do it as soon as possible because you don't want to like you don't want to wait for that those deadlines are terrible yeah if you if you are legally allowed to vote you should be and i don't care what your views are Everyone, everyone who can vote should. Yeah. Because if everyone did, it would be better for everybody because we would have a more, a more actually representative government than we currently do. In America. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In America. Which apparently we have, we have listenership in Turkey. I did not know this. What? (laughs) Turkey. I am, I'm currently looking at our, our year wrapped up for Spotify, which as we all know, we, we have not been on Spotify up, so. for that long, but apparently we have people listening on Spotify in the United States and Turkey. That's odd. It's very interesting. I've never been to Turkey. Have you been to Turkey? We've only we only produced twelve episodes on Spotify, I guess this year. Yeah, because we've definitely this year we we caught up. Yeah, that's good. We had a lot of catching up to do that we did. Our top episodes, uh, our top three episodes, according to Spotify, are all in succession. (laughs) Uh, Number three is episode 81, How to Name a Baby. Which oh, that was a good one. I'm like personally the most proud of that episode. Yeah, that that was was a good episode. Episode 82, How to Be a Good Roommate. And episode 83 is number one, How to Make Chili. Oh fuck yeah! I was like, please don't, do, please don't be how to be friends. Please don't <laughs> how to be friends. Please don't be the episode please we didn't don't, do. Yeah, please don't be the episode <laughs> that doesn't have us on it because that would be oh humiliating. Yeah, I definitely uh, was so happy to do that collaboration, and so glad that the people who listen to us are still listening for us. Oh yeah, absolutely. So nice. in in regards to how to have a good decade, Emily, and in reference to our our episodes that the people liked the best on spotify how <laughs> i have no idea how to form this into a question how how what what more advice do we have in terms of how to name a baby for the people for the next decade oh god um you should look at 
just uh Nope, I got nothing. I don't remember <laughs> how we named babies, honestly. I think I still have the list on my phone. I think you could open up the Bible and close your eyes and flip to a random page and go, ah, bam, and just poke a name, and that's how you name a baby. L- figure out the thing that you interact with the most and just name it after that. Coffee maker. Mine would Doorknob. be Galaxy Note 10. Galaxy Note 10. That's not a bad name. <laughs> How to be a good roommate in the new decade, Emily? Uh, do your fucking dishes. <laughs> do your dishes and don't don't lag on the laundry. If you're doing laundry, finish the laundry. Oh my god. <laughs> Leaving your laundry in the dryer so that you have to do the choice of touching someone else's delicates that they don't want you to touch. Or doing your own fucking laundry is a bad choice, <laughs> you know? How to make chili in the new decade. What's what's the best advice you have for making chili in 2020? We're going plant-based, people. No more meats. We're All plant-based meat. meats. You heard it here, folks. We're plant-based now. Sorry. This is the world we live in. We ruined it for ourselves. Also, if you're and not I hope you the... ate plenty of bacon because <laughs> it's over now. It's canceled. Bacon is canceled. <laughs> If you're not already on the Greek yogurt train, just use Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. It tastes the same. Oh, my God. I just made a French onion dip with Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. It was like much fewer calories, but still delicious. So there there you go. go. Greek yogurt. That was another food trend that I didn't mention. Because everyone's into yogurt now. Yeah. Probiotics. Yeah, Jamie Lee Cur- Curtis really did a number on us. She really left uh, an imprint on our, our collective cultural psyche. Indeed, and indeed. we love her for it. It's true. And then she went back and did Halloween again, so. And Knives Out, which apparently is really good. Did she do Halloween again? Is that real? I don't know. I don't know either. I just made up a fun fact about Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> and that's another thing we can take into 2020. You can just lie about stuff. You can just say whatever you want. It <laughs> Anyone doesn't can say matter. Anything. Oh, my God. The thing I'm not looking forward to in the 2020s is, um, like, our cyber overlords. Like, I'm really not looking forward to everyone getting used to, like, living in a police state where technology just knows everything about us and is learning from us and using our data without our permission or with our permission. But I'm not, like, ring doorbells, they scare the shit out of me. Yeah, well, I don't like them. That's, that's what's fun about ring doorbells is that you can not get one. Well, now there's like all these smart homes everywhere and people do. Have, and if it doesn't matter if you have a ring doorbell, like what if your your neighbor has a ring doorbell and it knows whenever you go out to walk your dog because it can <laughs> it's recording you. Right. Like it doesn't matter whether I gave permission to do it because my neighbor did. All right. I know we were talking about being considerate of those around you and being understanding, but maybe you have to take maybe we can flip that on its head. And for the <laughs> new decade, we've we turned to vigilante justice. <laughs> I would love more vigilante justice because, in, especially in in terms no, of cyber justice, no more ring doorbells. Everyone, if if, if your you neighbor know how has to a hack, ring doorbell, go rip their ring doorbell off and smash it into the ground. Well, I feel like if you know how to hack, like could you just could you just pre-hack everyone's toaster ovens and ring doorbells before like ISIS does it or? Like, is that a thing? No, that's not how Or the works. government? No? no? Well, I do know. Okay, so this is <laughs> like the- Technology doesn't work. This is what work. I was thinking. <laughs> it's not like Manifest Destiny. It's not like you can't just claim like, no, this has been hacked already. You you move on to the next one, buddy. <laughs> but I already hacked it. It's mine. I plant my <laughs> tiny hacker flag in it. Maybe I got to learn how to hack because honestly, I love the fact that this- uh, I heard a story about it, so I don't know whether it's true- this is an Emily saw it on the internet situation, but that a bunch of hackers decided to take down all like a large portion of the child pornography on the dark web. Like they just targeted child pornographers and just like destroyed all their shit. Okay. Which is very cool. That and I'm like, this cool. is a form of vigilante justice that I really feel like everyone can get behind. Right. You know, like cyber vigilante justice or like vigilantes who just like Robin Hood out, like hack into banks and delete people's debt. Like I'm very pro that, like hack into Fed loan and just 
just straight up destroy people's student loan debt. Is that like this is a form of vigilante justice that would work? Is that an illegal? Well, what you suggested that is, definitely is very illegal. illegal. No, what, yes. I'm, what I'm thinking is like usually you you associate it with vigilante justice with having to do illegal things to stop worse illegal things from happening. I just feel like it's taking the law into your own hands. Right. And in the term of in in the sphere of like the internet, I feel like it's like loosely defined enough at this point where yeah. you could take down all the child pornographers on the internet that's, and that's not what suffer I'm, any That's what I'm saying is cuz to be a vigilante you like the way Batman does it, he has to commit a lot of crimes to do yeah. it, but I feel like, like ripping going down people's online and hacking people I no, I feel like hacking is still illegal. Even, even even if it's in order to take down child pornography, I think it is still illegal. I'm it's still an amazing thing that they've done. If they did it. If they did it, I guess. <laughs> did they not? not? I thought you were saying they know. did it. I saw it on the internet. So okay, I don't know. Cool. I don't nice. know. I don't what, I don't know what the fucking dark web is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know how to access the dark webs. I know nothing. I know nothing. I just have a stupid podcast where I say things. But anyways, yeah, I feel like the rise of vigilante justice, just because we're going to live in this, like, cyber world. Like, I want to get one of those headscarves that obscures my face and keeps me, like, keeps facial recognition software from knowing my movements. Mm -hmm. I would like that very much. Okay. New Christmas gifts for Emily over the next decade. Things to conceal her. I, 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 that's the thing is like I have nothing to hide except I have you know everything to hide. Like I saw some girl's Facebook post on my Facebook today, right? So obviously I'm not that concerned because I'm still on fucking Facebook. <laughs> but I saw her Facebook post and it was like I'm tired of hiding. Oh my god. I have something to get off my chest and I've been hiding it from my friends, my family. I'm like fair. Uh, and I've also been hiding it from my social media. And I was like, hang on now. Because no one is entitled to details about your personal life. Right. She goes on to go talk about, I don't know, whatever, personal trauma. I didn't read it because guess what? It's personal. Right. I don't care. Like, I don't know you well enough to be reading about your 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 traumas on Facebook because you don't, you don't owe that to anyone. I feel like that's something really gross that came out in this decade was like, you owe it to people to be available on the internet. Like people oh are God. mad if you don't friend them on Facebook and it's like, you're not entitled to the details of my life. Absolutely. You know, <clears throat> like I'm tired of people being like offended if I don't friend you back on Facebook. Yeah. Cause you don't need to see pictures of me and my family and my significant others or, you know, whatever you don't need to know about my life. You, you are not owed that. Right. You know, that is if I decide I can trust you. And honestly, at this point I trust no one. So yeah, I just think that's a nasty thing that came out of social media was like that people are owed. Like they feel like they sh are allowed to know your life yeah. without speaking to you ever. I don't, I don't know shit about anything. So I, I I have trouble with this. I I want to say that one way or the other will make your life better in terms of social media. Like like I I would love to be able to say that in this next decade, if you just completely drop social media altogether and deleted all your accounts, your life would be better. I have no fucking idea if that's true. There's so many people who have like made a living off of social media, and if you can make that work. That's incredible. I would Or like maintain activism. <laughs> like do their activism on social media or say sure. like we get the word out about our podcast on social media. Yeah. So it's very difficult to live a social media free time when you're part of a very small part, mind you, but a part of media. You yeah. know, you produce media, so you have to be on social media, you know. Yeah, absolutely. In order to, to self promote. And then, yeah, and I think that's what that's what I would say about it is that if you have no intention or desire to be a presence as a content creator and it and it brings you more stress than it brings you joy, then leave. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Marie Kondo, your social media. Yeah. I think there's something to that mentality in terms of your, your online presence. Yeah. If if Facebook makes you angry, which I think it does for most people, stop oh, yeah. going on Facebook. There's no it it is it is legitimately addicting. I'm pretty sure there's been studies 
on that. There's some sort of social. There was a sort of uh, health disorder that came out, like yeah. being addicted to social media. And that could be complete bullshit, but I think there's some truth to it. You know. Yeah. I I think that Facebook, in general, as well as other social media platforms, but I'm okay with demonizing just Facebook, make makes people in general worse off. So I, yeah. I don't think there's there's any any downside to get getting rid of Facebook. It's a mixed bag. I think it's a mixed bag in terms of benefits. But yeah, what we have seen is a lot of consequences lately from social media. And yeah. I don't want to say social media is inherently bad because I don't think a, a tool can be inherently bad. But at the same time, yeah, no, I, I think maybe maybe we should all spend a little. No, I think it's inherently bad. I think Facebook's <laughs> inherently bad. Okay. And I think our, our I remember when I was in like eighth grade oh or some my God. shit. I remember yeah. being visiting our grandparents and my grandmother refusing to allow us to log on to Facebook on her laptop because she thought it was the devil. And I wish we had listened. Yeah. I think she had that shot called. And I'm sorry, Joanne. <laughs> Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're wrong. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was a. Uh... Yeah, that was a good lesson for us to learn. Too bad we didn't. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> that's social media in this decade. Do with it what you will. That's probably a good way. Just, like, get out in nature and enjoy nature while Absolutely. we can still enjoy it. I that's think like as long as you're making me. a conscious choice, I think that's the important part when it comes to social media. Know, know what you want to get out of it and make sure that that is what you're getting out of it. And if you're not, then reevaluate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it doesn't bring you joy. I think we're just back to Marie Kondo. Everything comes back to Marie Kondo. Which I still haven't watched. So maybe I'll make that a goal for myself. That's okay. It's a really I, easy one to knock out. She's very enjoyable to watch. I feel strongly that, yeah, traveling, experiences with friends, getting out into nature. These are like healthy, wholesome things that we can definitely bring into the next decade and be like, hold on to this and leave artificial bullshit behind us. Yep. You know, we've been giving these wonderful tools. Let's use them as tools. And then anytime we're trying to enjoy ourselves, maybe step away from that and try to enjoy the world as it, as it stands <laughs> while it still exists. Yeah. I think, I think it all really comes back to, to what you, what you said in the very beginning was just like meeting people and gaining, gaining, earning friendships because that yeah. that's what you get when you travel too. Like when you when you go and live in other places and you're not a hermit in those places, you're you're still meeting new people in in a way that most people don't. Like I I'm not really in a position to meet that many new people in my mm -hmm. everyday life because I live in the same place that I grew up. Mhm. Mm so I I I know people around here already and that can be that can suffice in terms of what I need socially. Mm -hmm. So if traveling to new places helps you meet new people, and I think it will, then that's that's ultimately going to reach the same goal. And I think there's a lot of value to that. Yeah, definitely something worth thinking about, especially since like the, the world is getting smaller, but it's also opening up in places. You know, there are places that we couldn't maybe go 10 years ago that we can go to now. Like I think about yeah. Eritrea, you know, that was just opened up the uh, their border with Ethiopian, just opened up. You yeah. know, and there are all these places like as geo, I don't know, the geopolitical sphere hopefully opens. It opens and closes right there. Are some places that are less available to us, some people that are more available to some people in places that are more available to us. And you have to look at that, too, and be like, where could I not go a couple of years ago that I can go now or where? you know, what should I jump on before it's lost to us forever? Right. Like, didn't Cuba open up this decade? Yes. Yeah, it did. So you can go to Cuba now, which that is was, really exciting. That was like one of Obama's last things. Yeah. So, I mean, like, think about new opportunities as they um, arise. But, yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think this is all really good ways to get to get into the decade. Now I'm feeling, like, really positive about the decade. Yeah. I know this wasn't, like, a har-har. Yeah, no, it wasn't bits, a particularly bits, bits. funny episode. But we're talking about there's a lot of gravity here okay i don't want gravity but i do want some like lighthearted, everyone love each other absolutely type of shit right now <laughs> it's the end of a year you know it was not the best year but this year coming up like i feel like we should all just take care of each other <laughs> yep. a little bit i'm also getting softer clearly turning into <laughs> a big marshmallow which is fine with me i think we should all be kinder and softer so definitely there and That's register to vote and please register to vote thank you <laughs> this has been john's ted talk on voting I don't I have nothing else to say about it. It's just 
I I know that at this point we've made our political views very clear, and I understand that. But uh, listen to me when I say right now, I don't care who you vote for or what your reasons for registering to vote are, as long as they are to vote. <laughs> that as long as that is your reason for registering to vote, you should do it. Yeah, that's all I have to say. But be excellent to each other and be excellent to yourselves. Like just be good to yourself. But I have to say, so there. <laughs> self care, but responsible self care. Like actually eat a salad. Cheese fries is not self care. <laughs> okay. All right. Best, just really quick. What was the best thing of the decade? I literally, the first thing that came to my mind is Furbies, and I don't know why. That's not, that is that is an incorrect they were, they answer. They were like two decades ago, A, and B, they're demon monsters from hell. <laughs> so I'm going to bump bump it to you. Wait, bump. shit. How about, uh, no, this is that's a dumb thing. Uh, we need something, Emily. Oh, I have one. I have one. Okay. I have uh, good coffee being a trend. Like being a trendy and cool thing. Okay. Uh, mine is the summer hit of 2015 cheerleader. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Good coffee and Omi's cheerleader. <laughs> Best two things of the decade. Honestly, those are two very good things. It's really good. I mean, I love me a good, cu- good cup of gel. You try listening to cheerleader and not smile. It's a good one, John. No one's telling you it's not good. I don't know. Honestly, I like Despacito as well. Despacito is really good. But that's yeah. that didn't make the list. Sorry. Slowly. All right. All right. That's it for the I, decade, Emily. You I feel think good we about did it? it. I feel so good about it. You know, I actually feel better about it than I did going into this episode. Nice. So, yeah. Cool. Hopefully that'll that that is good things to come in this decade. Take care, everyone. Uh, we have a few people to thank. Thank you, Ethan Gustafson, for all of your work. He wrote. Uh, several things for us including the wintry holiday version of our title music that you heard in the previous episode that you will not hear in this episode (laughs) but uh yes thank you ethan for for writing the music for us we really appreciate it you can find work from ethan at ethangustafson.com and somepointsound.com you can find both of those links in our description always. We also like to thank Natalie Spitzel for her artwork, the lovely, lovely artwork um, that we use for, as our as our cover art. You can find more from Natalie Spitzel at nataliespitzel.com. Downtime with John and Emily is sponsored by Audible.com. If you'd like a free 30-day trial to Audible and everything it has on offer, please go to audibletrial.com slash downtime and get your free 30 days. That's audibletrial.com slash downtime. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Emily Downey. I'm John Downey. Al Roker, I will fight you. In the, the next decade.